0: Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show podcast. It is April 5th, 2021. We are in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. I am joined by Action Jackson, Virgin yep. Pringle, Sauce Boss. What's yep. the word?
1: Uh, it's just a wonderful day here in St. Louis, Missouri. Warm out. Sunshine. It's a
0: temperature, baby. I need to know. I need to know what the temperature is. Uh,
1: off the top of my head, I would say it's probably sixty-seven or sixty-eight degrees. Let's check my weather app. I've i got that.
0: seventy on the iPhone. Uh, yeah. and it's going to get up to like seventy-nine. Yeah. How it's going to be. Do?
1: It's real. It was. It was almost hot yesterday. I said yesterday when I was outside. I said this is the first time all year that I've said I'm hot.
0: Wow! 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 Yeah. So well, that's great. Yeah. Good. It's awesome. Isn't Isn't there something Jackson? Mm-hmm about sunlight
1: it's the truest statement i've heard in a while once you see that sun and i have a my new apartment has these big windows when the sunlight oh, comes brag, in yeah, so humble braggy. It's just yeah i stare right at the parking garage uh <laughs> it's huge but uh it it i see that sunlight come in and it's just it's just a good feeling i get a good feeling from it and i know that there's a, a longer days ahead with the sunlight staying out later baseball season coming up the masters
0: all good stuff man it's the best yeah. it's the it's the best now i'm in a weird spot mm-hmm. because i plan on heading back to st louis on or on or around april 30th i don't even know what date uh, what what day april 30th is i just know okay it's a friday so that'd be kind of weird i guess it wouldn't be bad that no. coming back then but and i and i hear i don't know what to do about it mm. because I've been here now in Jupiter for three plus months, drove Mm -hmm. down, I think it was December 28th that I drove down, got here on December 29th. My family's been with, my my wife and son have been with me for the entire time. Um, My wife's parents went back at the beginning of March. They just flew back down last week, so they're here for another couple of weeks. And you would think you would get to a point where you'd go, okay, that's enough, (laughs) And now the weather in St. Louis is great, and I still don't like the idea of going back, and I don't know what that's about. And I know, and I don't know why this is. Mm -hmm. This is kind of like a psychoanalysis thing. I I love a theory. I always ask. I give uh, the audience homework assignments, but I'm truly looking for answers. Why some people take offense to that if you live in St. Louis, because now we're not even talking about weather. Now we're just, this is just, for whatever reason, I don't know why. I really like it here, even if the weather is your t- I think it's going to be warmer there than it will be here. I think it's a high of 77 today, and I was looking at as a high of 79 in St. Louis. So it's not a weather thing. I don't know. I know it's a weather thing in January, February, and March. Yeah, definitely. And I guess when I'm thinking about it, it's like, okay, if I get back and I'm, my first full day in St. Louis is May 1st, then in my mind you have, I guess we'll go. I'll go liberal with it, five full months of... Of warm weather, sometimes super hot weather. Yeah, which is just one month more than I will have spent here. Yep. But then October starts to tilt me.
2: Mm, mm-hmm. Definitely. I
0: really, I really don't do well with it. I really don't do well with it. And then I'm thinking, then why?
1: <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. No, it's my I, family.
0: That's uh, my, my my not my immediate family. My immediate family being my wife and my son, but like my parents. But my parents aren't even in St. Louis right now. Yeah. I uh, they live there, but they're not there right now. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I truly don't know what it's about. But I was just as we were getting ready to start the podcast, I like, go, OK, it's because like, I had to check the date. I always give the date April 5th. I, mm-hmm. well, that means I have 25 more days here, which if you were on a, a vacation and it's weird, or you're in Florida on vacation. I'm like, no, I'm doing I'm doing exactly what I would be doing in St. Louis. I do the show. But because I'm in Florida, I'm on vacation. It's a very strange thing. Yeah. But whatever. Neither here nor there. But if you, were, if you were starting a vacation on April 5th and you weren't going to return from the vacation until April 30th, you would go, oh my God, I have 25 days of vacation. That is the longest vacation ever. Yeah. But to me, I'm like, damn it, this is coming to an end.
1: Yeah, it's all
0: right. I, I don't know how to rationalize this. I don't know if the best thing that could happen to me would be to spend, I hear tell, I think August and September, and you did some, yeah. albeit on the Tampa side or mm-hmm. no Fort Myers. Yeah, what well, was on that Gulf side? Yeah, that August and September are the worst here. Yeah, worse oh, than it's it's July. Uh,
1: it's, uh, it's it's brutal. I mean, and the biggest thing I've always said because the humidity and temperature is very similar to St. Louis at that time of month, but the second the sun goes up, about seven o'clock in the morning, it is hot and humid it doesn't and it yeah. doesn't stop until and even when the sun goes down at night it's hot and humid
0: so it, it cooled off here over the last like few days mm-hmm. but it never i don't think it got to 90 but mm-hmm. i'm telling you and now, now now i feel like i can talk about it a little more openly because <laughs> the weather thing doesn't get I mean, again i'm talking like to five percent of the audience here so it's really a waste <laughs> but people who are hypersensitive about me talking about living in in Florida, for whatever reason, I'd, I'd, I'd ask you to dig inside why that bothers you. D- dig deep inside. I'm doing something that doesn't impact your life in any way and it makes me happy. So it's a net positive. But why does it bother you? But either way, it's another, if you, if you <laughs> got an answer, team of current inside STL.com. But, but it was so fucking hot, but it wasn't over 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, this is too fucking hot. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, okay, it's not even 90. I know it gets hotter. I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning is. I'm sure there's some science that could answer that in probably three seconds. But <laughs> all I know is it was like, man, this is rough. This yeah. is like this is like legitimately rough. And we're in March when I was experiencing this.
2: Well, I, so
0: maybe for me to get over my wanting to live in Jupiter permanently thing, uh-huh. I need to yeah. experience mm-hmm. June, July, August, September to make it go away. But listen, I St. Louis April through September. I'm all in, even the first half of October is the bee's knees, yeah, but God, Almighty, I start going into some kind of like negative energy mood when it cools down. yep. so uh,
1: well I'll say I don't about, know. Well, I'll say about Florida is in St. Louis, the seasons transition like throughout March, we've kind of been in a transition where it started at forty and now we're close to eighty. In Florida, it is beautiful one day and then it is red hot the next, and then it's yeah. red hot throughout, and then one day it comes out and it's crisp, cool air. There's no, it just kind of happens like that, and it happens in a hurry. Like it gets yeah. hot in March. Well, it's
0: the wind. Yeah, it's the wind. I mean, you, the <laughs> fronts come in. I was doing some kind of thing with a like a ball fitting. I didn't even know this existed. Oh, you ever geez. heard of a ball fitting? Never. Yeah, it's probably just a way to get me to buy golf balls. <laughs> but either way, I was doing a ball fitting, and I knew the wind was going to ke- kick up out of the north, and you could actually feel the front come through. I'm like, holy shit, the putt was breaking left to right. And now with the wind coming out of the north, it now breaks right to left because it's blowing so damn hard. We don't get winds like that in St. Louis. I mean, this is just kind of constant. I mean, a day where it's not windy, I'm looking up right now, the trees aren't moving. It is so rare in St. Louis, if it's windy like that, a storm is about to hit.
2: Yeah,
1: big time.
0: Maybe there's like two or three days a year where you just look outside and it's like cloudless. Mm-hmm. And it's just windy as hell. But yeah. it, down here, that's a regular, at least during the winter. Now, I haven't spent summer down here. Went to Disney World in 87. Don't remember the details. <laughs> that's more central Florida anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then my wife and I kind of talk about it. It really gets down to my parents, I think. Because mm-hmm. at this point, I've been doing, I haven't, I mean, I, I still haven't seen you in the <laughs> KFNS studios ever. Nope. We did a TMA Live together in December.
1: Yeah. Yeah, in St. Chuck,
0: and yeah, yet
1: to see you, your presence here in the KFNSD is we can
0: feel the presence. Oh yeah, well no, I mean I'm omnipotent, but uh, the so I think it's been since October since I've done a show in the studios there, and then it was, I think maybe like in June and July and August and September I was in studio or July August and September. So mm-hmm. it's just so it does. it's so in that sense, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I watch the stuff—the Fox Sports Go app or Fox Sports app, whatever the hell the app
2: is—watching
0: mm-hmm. Blues, watching Cardinals. Turn it on. My father-in-law is watching the Cardinal game with me. You know, I mean, it's—it's yep. it's on. It so it doesn't really change anything. No, I don't know. I don't know. With technology
1: now, I mean, like, is, I mean, it's you, you're just changing locations, but you can do everything you do here. Yeah, I
0: know, and that's the thing. That's why some people are like, "Oh, I'm going to move to a really." You know, I don't know what the right word would be. Rural isn't even the right word. Just, out in the, you know, yeah, kind of in the middle of, you just have a lot of solitude. You don't have a lot of people around you. remote location? Remote is what I was looking for. Thank you. you so bet. It wasn't really that difficult, and I still <laughs> did not come up with it. And, uh, and people are doing that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I It's a weird thing. Because when I get back to St. Louis, it's going to be warm. Yep. And it's not like you know. It's not like my day changes. I won't quote unquote be on vacation. Is it? it, it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the only interesting couple way to describe it. it. <laughs> Isn't it weird? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm doing the exact same thing, but I'm in Florida, so I'm on vacation. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not. I'm doing the. I'm, you and I have a sound story coming up here in what a couple hours.
1: Yeah, sure. We got a busy day.
0: We do. It's we a do hell the radio vacation. show podcast sound story. You know, well, I mean, but it's, but it's fine. I'm lucky enough to get to do what I get to do. So it's great. I'm not yeah, complaining awesome. at all. It's just because I'm in Florida. It's like, oh, you're on vacation. I'm like, no, I'm not yeah. doing the same fucking thing. It's just, and, and, and there are, as I've said before, there are some hosts who do shows, but they secretly do them from other locations. And the audience would never know a difference if I, if I said, no, I'm, in, you know, I'm in the studio or I'm in, you know, I'm in my house in Kirkwood. Yeah. It wouldn't matter. No. So I don't know. I don't I don't know what that's about. I'm always looking for answers from the audience when of course I'm the only one who can really answer the fucking question, but I don't know what that's about. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know I don't know if it's representative of like the time with my son and how maybe that's it. But still I can have time with my son in Saint Louis. It's just it's just kind of us and there's nobody nobody's gonna like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it's about. I just know it makes me incredibly happy. Yeah,
1: Florida's a happy place, man. That's a that's a, I, even when I didn't love living in Florida, cause there were some times where I did not, most of the time it was like, oh man, it's six o'clock. It's gorgeous out. I'm going to go hang out with my friends after I just played 18 holes. Yeah, Life well, can't get much blast. better. You know, I'm 19 years old and pretty sweet. I don't know.
0: I don't know. 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 I'm really, I'm really workshopping this situation. <laughs> cause you would have thought after like, okay, I mean, at this point, three plus months be like all right yeah we can go back and we almost did we almost did go back at the end of march and they're like fuck it what, what, what you know yeah, what's the what point? we have found about st louis in april usually is you really think it's a, it's going to be great but then it's rainy yep and and sometimes it's warm but you know maybe half the month it's not and then even if it is raining then it's going to be wet and so it's like okay i've learned that lesson now i'm going to stay down the issue the issue the core issue is we have a 3 year old and at some point soon whether it be next year or the following year, he's going to be going to school on a regular basis, and it's not fair to him.
2: Yeah,
1: to
0: be changing locations like yeah, that. Yeah, I can't do that. I mean, mm-hmm. he can, but it's not what it's I really tough. want for him. So I don't fucking know. I don't know. I have friends who've moved down here permanently from St. Louis, and they're like, why didn't I do it sooner? I have no idea. And it's not that St. Louis, because the warm weather is hotter than hell in St. Louis, but it's like hotter than hell you know more intensely because of the humidity and then you got the rain at four o'clock every day and then it's humid as fuck uh it's just about you know october through april just being you know perfect mm-hmm. and for whatever reason it affects me more than i think it does the average person that's the core issue and i just like waking up and seeing sunlight oh. there's just something about that definitely i don't know what to do jackson well, i really don't know what to do
1: as a city we're soft so, I mean, you got to factor that in
0: there. Now you talking about the media in the town being soft? Are you doing, like, a take, or what are you doing here? Well,
1: uh, I was just referencing what the weatherman in Cincinnati
0: oh, uh, declared wow. our town— <laughs> Not that obscure, but it still went over my head.
1: <laughs> I mean, we are just we're just soft, soft Lewis. I think is what was that he
0: what he I didn't I didn't want because I'm just like oh this is post, guy who's yeah. you know, going to be out of this business in a couple of years and That's, doing it, just, doing doing what we do in local TV, looking for attention. And, yeah, it was such ABC and then shit it still but... doesn't result in more income. <laughs> nope, it no,
1: wasn't No, is I agree, but it, I, w- I tried to find the video because that would have been great audio. But he posted some link that didn't have the video on there, so I was like, ah, fuck it, I don't really care. But uh, yeah. I thought it was a nice move for his Twitter followers. And uh, yeah, Soft soft Lewis.
0: Soft Lewis is what he called it. Uh, this is questions from the audience. I mean, I'm mean, asking the audience questions here, actually, is what I'm doing at the questions moment. Questions to the audience. Questions to the audience. <laughs> T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Holy moly, did we get questions this week. I bet. <laughs> uh, I'll touch on it. Because I, okay. I like to give the podcast people something. I didn't even talk about the article on the radio on Friday. No. And uh, the article I'm making reference to, it didn't get to the number one slot in the Post-Dispatch. No. In the most read. It got to number two behind the Cardinals beating the Reds in their season opener.
1: Yeah, because people don't have TVs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it got to number two. I'm like, this is going to be... I can't begin to tell you the kind of anxiety those columns give me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am, I don't want to, you don't want to, you never want to say you're unflappable because then people point out how you are clearly flappable. But I'd like to think, it's not even necessarily a good thing. I'm kind of emotionless on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's a trained thing or a just programmed thing. I have no idea. I don't know what that is. Um, like when I was getting hazed, for example, back in college, it'd just be like, okay, I mean, you just can say whatever. I just don't give a shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, I think if I were to go, this is more psychoanalysis, I think it's about I am in zero control over something that is said that could impact my income or the guys I care about income, and I know that this is the way that it is, and there's not anything I can do about it, and I don't like that. I think maybe as an entrepreneur or somebody with an entrepreneurial spirit, uh, to have your income kind of at the mercy, oh, when you know, uh, for at least feeling like it's the mercy, especially something like that. That it's just ah. So um, I told you, Jackson, to give mm-hmm. the background on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the title of the article? It's not like I have it up. I'm uh, shit. I don't. Let's not go into because I, yeah. I. Here's the thing specific to the article, which most of the questions sent to me this week were about and i understand and i also think people you know know that i'm probably not going to go too far here's the thing with regards to th- anything with any other stations for me to talk about that would be a weird spot because you know the reality is that's not i am i'm un- here i'll just say the things that are true that's all uh i'm under contract with kfns uh, John Hadley and Bernie Miklas and I joked about my contract situation, Jackson. You have the audio. I do. Uh, Back in, I guess, probably December. Yeah, it had to be December because I can picture I was in my basement on the on this Comrex unit, um, and uh, we were joking around about it. so my contract's up at the end of this year. And John Hadley put a contract extension proposal on the table back in I think December, May. I know we talked about it in November, and I think I officially received it in December, and then another one in um, I think either February or March. So, uh, but I mean, those are things that just you don't you don't talk about. I mean, you can talk about them, I suppose. I don't talk about them, so I'm using the royal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's you know that's the situation, but if you're gonna, I, it wouldn't be I, to me. It wouldn't be cool to talk about other situations with other stations. Um, and 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 here's the thing about the situation that then got written about. Dan was calling not me but other people involved in the situation. <laughs> Everything's so coded. Yeah. But I want to give people some background on uh-huh. it. Um. Th- a few weeks ago and, um, and it didn't appear in the paper. And then I guess two weeks ago he did again and it didn't get in the paper. And then everything was kind of, you know, handled. Uh, let's see, it's April 5th today, so a week ago. Um, and so I'm like, okay, well, the situation at this point now is over. I'm under contract. I am at KFNS, um, you know, through the end of the year. And, you know, we will see what happens. So that's it. Um, So I was surprised when there was an article, when there really was no longer a situation. But whatever, I mean, I also knew it would get clicks. And so... You know, that's the business. And I'm not, you can't be angry at the, if you don't want that, then don't play the game. That's what I, it's like, oh, you don't want a bad beat in poker. Well, then don't play poker because you're going to get a bad beat. I'm not saying this is a bad beat. I'm just saying this is the, this is the push and pull of what we do for a living. Yeah. And Doug and I were communicating on Thursday night after the article came out and we were just kind of like, isn't it amazing that there's this much interest in a show that we just (laughs) grew off on for three hours but it's a good thing because if, if there wasn't any interest, they wouldn't write about us, and then we really wouldn't have much going on. Mm-hmm. So it's a good situation. Overall, from, from our standpoint, and by our I mean TMA,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, uh, I, I would describe it as good. I think um, the only thing that I guess I would, because Dan, Dan Caesar called me, Right after the article came out, and I said to Jackson, this is what I was saying to Jackson, I digressed. Um, Hey, I know that it's going to be popping up. I'm going to dinner with Anna Marie. When it pops up, let me know in case something is in there and I've got to address it. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: That's just the way that these things work. And I was grateful that uh, it came out earlier in the night as opposed to midnight st louis time when most of the articles get posted they like flip over stl today at midnight usually yeah. which would be one eastern time and i just i'm i mean i'm asleep by 10:30 eastern time most of the time so mm-hmm. that would have been a whole thing but then i don't want that thing just out there if there's something in there that's just not accurate and um so anyway yeah i read it in and, and you know the, the the only thing is – so anyway so it goes up Jackson I don't yep. I didn't talk about this with anybody actually um, outside of my <laughs> wife was with me so two things the porn thing is an as a phenomenon yeah that's why the line about that we talk with porn stars and when it's not really we it's I think it's me Iggy doesn't even really talk with porn stars yeah. uh, I guess he goes to the AVNs. Yeah. But I have a rapport with some adult film stars, I, and they're they're like you know, Caden's a mom. Yeah, <laughs> she's a married mother who is in the. It's just like, is, I for the life of me, I don't. I think I think within ten years we'll look back on that and go, what the fuck was that about? Where we like castigate not only people who were in sex work, but those who watched it as like some kind of like fringe members of society because it's like. Damn near everyone, at least as far as far as the case of watching it at the very least occasionally don't get me wrong I am well aware that my interest level in it is in the top 0.01 or bottom, depending on your perspective, of anybody in the world, and that is fucking weird to me. And I'm the guy doing it, so I understand that. And trust me, my wife thinks it's really fucking weird, and she's not into porn in the slightest way, in the slightest way. And yet, she's friends with some of these uh, people I know. You know, like, oh, it's so great to meet you. You know, Caden's daughter. you know, when we met her and she she met, uh, you know, she's known Caden for like 12 years. So, you know, uh, Ariana Marie and um, who else? I feel like there's another one. But uh, anyway, so my, my point, but that that I don't know the point of the line. I guess it was to point out that I'm so different than what you would think would be in the mix for, you know, certain opportunities.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
0: understand that. That, that, and, then we, and so Anna Marie and I are both reading it at dinner, Jackson, after you texted me to let me know that it was up. Mm-hmm. And she actually laughs out loud when the porn <laughs> she reads the porn line. I did, too. She literally, she li- physically laughed out loud. And I'm just like, God, it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, it's just an amazing thing. I've said it before. The analogy, me to porn is Frank Cusimano to high school basketball. Yeah, There is, there is this narrative that cannot be shook that all I do and all we do on our show is talk to porn stars. Yep. And you've been producing it now for what four months, right? Yeah. December of twenty. Yep. Now it's April. How many porn stars have we got on the program? Oh. Oh, I got zero. Lisa Ann's the other one. That's the obvious one that I was thinking. Yeah, but about. she's but not Lisa Ann, for. Lisa Ann does sports talk radio all over the country. She's more
1: knowledgeable about fancy football than,
0: than all of, any us, of combined. us combined. Yeah. yeah. she ought to do DraftKings against Doug and Iggy. Seriously, actually. she'd so. beat the shit out of us all. So, yeah. So, whatever. I, I understand. It's just, it's not, I just don't think for our audience, anybody goes, oh, I can't listen to that show because they talk, but they're just like, they, they talk about all kinds of dumb shit, but fine, whatever. It's harmless. It's it's whatever. At this point, it's almost like a, it's like a cliche of a cliche or a parody of a yeah. parody. It's just kind of a whatever. The only other thing I would say is I'm not quoted in the article, but there's quotes of quotes of me, but they're not necessarily my quotes in the article. Yeah, I thought that so was So So that's, that's, that was something. So Dan... So after you texted me, I read it. We're at dinner, uh, Captain Charlie's Reef Grill. Major recommendation, kind of like Paulie Mono's, mm. and that you're it like it's mall? a strip mall. Yeah, it can't pop, but I well not this time, but two times last year I was eating there, and I saw Rob Manfred eating there. Mm. So it's like this sneaker, fresh fish, incredible seafood place. That's where it's nothing. It's nothing fancy inside. It's almost like it kind of looks like a cafeteria,
2: mm.
0: um, but it's just incredible, and it's always a ridiculous weight, And so we're eating. And I don't know what this was about, but Dan Caesar calls me after the article's up, okay. and um, he goes, "Hey, did you call me?" And I go, "No," and he goes, "Oh, I have a missed call," and I go, "Well, I, don't. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's there's other choices outside of, outside of me." I, I guess he thought I was going to complain. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know either way. And I said no. And he goes, well, do you read the article?" And I said, "Yeah." Um, I said, "I said I'm." great to see you got the porn thing in <laughs> uh i think he wanted to make sure that everything in there was was accurate because there was a thing spinning around on thursday and you're probably not even aware of it jackson no nope. um that wasn't accurate maybe it was wednesday or thursday thursday and the article went up thursday night and i i actually called him and i said hey you know, Doug told me that you're reporting this, and I got to tell you that what you're reporting is just not true. It's just not true. I mean, here is what's true. I'm under contract, and he. I mean, I guess he knows as much as you can know. I know what my contract says, and now that it's public knowledge, but I'm under contract, um, and you know, that's the, then I plan on working my contract, and who knows what will happen? I have no idea what will happen. It's flattering that people are interested. That's kind of that's it. I have no idea. Uh, what will happen. I know that people are interested when my contract is up. I know that I have another option as far as doing my own thing when my contract's up. And obviously, since John Hadley is quoted in the article, I will then, uh, something that otherwise I wouldn't talk about, but John was very forthright and very kind. Uh, Obviously, they would like to sign us to an extension. And all of that is wonderful and no complaints. So everything is cool. And uh, with regards to uh, John Hadley and Dave Zobrist um, with whom I spoke throughout the whole process. I will, I want to make sure I say this cause this is, this is important. And this is one thing I kind of wish I would have said on the radio on Friday, but I just didn't want to get into it cause then it would have opened up the whole thing yeah. and I didn't get good sleep on Thursday night into Friday. Mm-hmm. And so I knew I wasn't on and when I'm not on, I feel like I could make a mistake and it's live. And so like if yeah. I fuck up here, I can go, Hey Jackson, edit that out. Yeah. So, um the fact that they allowed me to have conversations with other stations, is I cannot tell you how grateful I am for that. They did not owe that. There's no, like, carve-out in my contract for that. And that was um, incredibly kind of them. Because um, that's, that's, that, they really didn't owe me that at all. they can be like, oh, I mean, you can leave. You just can't leave until January 1st. Uh, or you can talk with whomever you want, and you can do a deal now, but you just can't leave until January first. They could have said that. They mm-hmm. they absolutely could have said that, um, but that's not what they did. And I really appreciate that. I, I can't I can't say that enough. It wasn't something that I planned on ever saying publicly because I never thought the situation would be public. But um, but apparently a bunch of people knew about it, which is always fascinating. to Yeah, me. it's
1: always an interesting
0: <laughs> twist. So it's like, okay, here are the people I told, because so, one of the things I've learned to do that I really enjoy doing is finding the leak, and then once I know the leak, then give them bad information and then watch people then think something that's completely not true. Yeah. It's really not that complex um, because once you do it, then you know the person loves to do this shit and then you can get like a totally false, bright, shiny object out there yep. all while you're doing something completely different and people are distracted by something. I really recommend it. Uh, now, you have to unfortunately now have somebody in your inner circle who is a narc. You know, it's, now you got your Tessio. Yeah. But once you know you have your Tessio, you can use Tessio like a motherfucker. Yep. You know, it's a, Abe, Abe Vigoda becomes an asset. Yeah. Abe Vagoda doesn't know he's an asset. But hey, Vagoda's a wonderful asset. You just got to be able to identify a Vigoda. You know what I mean? Are you following me here, Jackson? Absolutely, Sally. I can't help you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> just for old times' sake, can't help you. <laughs> so, anyway, whatever. It's in the in the whole scheme of things. Bottom line, flattering. Um, I'm staying at KFNS for the duration of my contract. Um, and I, who knows? I don't know what I don't know what will wind up happening. Um, you know, my my uh, my signature is on one document, and that is my contract. And what winds up happening after that, I have no idea. I mean, you heard me start out today's podcast by talking about how I don't know how I'm going to be able to leave Florida on April 30th. <laughs> so, kind of tells you what my mindset is on things. Um, Jackson, what did uh, what did anything from you? Any questions you may have, uh, or anything that you experienced from friends or? Texts or emails or calls into the show because I saw we were getting a million texts during the show, not a million, but a lot Um, asking to talk about it, which I understand. But I just knew I was—I just was one of those days. Yesterday was one of those days too, and that's a Sunday. Yeah. Um, And 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 you know that was a Friday for whatever reason. I just was exhausted, and I was terrible on the show on Friday, terrible. Um, And I'm just like I'm not in a place to say something on live radio. And then, you know, then if I'd have to go back and, quote, unquote, clean it up, you know, it wouldn't wouldn't do any good. Um, So I just like I'm just not going to talk about it because my plan was to talk about it. And John Hadley uh, texted me on Thursday night and said, hey, if you do talk about it, I will be happy to call in and, you know, let the audience, you know, whatever, know how much I want to make sure that you and Doug are here, you know, for the long haul and all of that stuff. And I said, I appreciate it. So I mean, I kind of was in my mind thinking I would talk about it, but then I didn't. Yeah. And I'm glad I did. I re- I'm glad I didn't. But I'm like, okay, for the people who really are into it, they listen to the podcast, and I'll give people some some background on you know. Again, I don't want to name other stations because it's not my place to do that. That's that's my thought process. I can talk about the place where I, can, I work. I can talk about the place where I'm under contract, and I'll talk about um, you know things with regards to KFNs. That I'm comfortable, you know, discussing. Obviously, not everything, but uh, it, I don't think it's I don't think it'd be right. I, let me put it this way: If I worked at, take your pick of another Joy ninety nine, and maybe I'm in talks with them, maybe I'm not. I don't <laughs> want to say that I am. But and 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 all of a sudden, somebody over at KFNS has been offered a position there, and I'm like, well, why are they talking about our station and what you know? So that that's my thought process on it. Yeah, uh, somebody is going to wind up getting these all these jobs or this specific job, I suppose. And the, here I am talking about, you know, I mean, that just wouldn't be cool. So, yeah, you know, that, that's, that's, that was the thought process behind it is perhaps, you know, low tier as it was. That was what I was thinking.
1: Yeah. I mean, we got some calls on Friday during the show, but, uh, it's, like, you just, all I told, and I had I mean, one person reach out to me or talk to me about, it, and I was just like, yeah, whatever is in the article, man, like, there's not much going, like, Nothing's really fucking happening. Like everything is, you just got to read the article and I don't have any more information. Like I know about as much as everyone else does. And that's not to say that there's more to know, it's just what it is. And so, yeah, we got some calls on Friday, a lot of texts, but nothing really out of the ordinary.
0: Yeah, there uh, were a couple guys, I recall, looking at the text, in, but they just kept sending the text in over and over and over. And it's a popular again. strategy
1: was... by guys who really want to get their thoughts out there. <laughs> they constantly text the same thing in. It doesn't get read, and so they do it more. Yeah. Interesting strategy.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, um, so the, the, the t- Here's another thing that I've, cause I've said it so many times, and, it, and I, I want to make this clear. It's not a shot. It really isn't. It's just the reality of the situation, and it's the following. Just because it's in the newspaper, and this isn't specific to Dan Caesar's Media Views column, I'm talking about things in general, that doesn't mean that it's the way that it is. Mm -hmm. And that's not because... Dan or other writers are writing things that are incorrect or knowingly writing things that are incorrect. They can only work with what they know or what they're, you know, given permission to write uh, as far as on the record and off the record or somebody will call them back and somebody won't. All of those things. But the, 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 the real story might not necessarily be what's, what's in there or there might be parts of the story that aren't in there. Mm-hmm. And I have personally um which is a, which is a strategy that I think is different even amongst the people on the show or who have been on the show personally tried to avoid having our situation in in the column because mm-hmm. I'm in a weird spot yeah i'm an employee and so if i go into something you know it it's just it can cause it just can there's just there's effects i know you know oh, i love that so and so said this and that was like okay that's cool But if I say something and then it leads to somebody losing their job or getting a pay cut or something like that, that's, I would imagine, and listen, this isn't unique to me, I would imagine for the vast majority of people, they go, shit, well, I don't want to do that, I don't want to say something, and all of a sudden something happens and now this person doesn't have income, so... That, that's how I, I see it through that prism so it's a different situation now that's not to say I, I'm angry about anything if anything this is a this is a great situation but um, I, I just I'm very careful with how I, I don't want it I mean that, I guess the, the the biggest thing is this I don't want it I don't like it but I realize it's part of the deal mm-hmm. you know like I would imagine if you asked I don't no, Yadier Molina, for example. Not to say that I'm Yadier Molina. My point, I'm thinking of somebody who I know doesn't like doing interviews. And it's not that I don't like doing interviews, but about like something that went on in a game. And it's like, well, there's, I know there's, he can't go into everything that went on in the, in the game because then they'd be giving away some of the, the details. So then you just have to kind of say, you know, nothing. The, the Bull Durham School of Answering Questions. Now, you want to be able to go into it. You want to, but you can't. I mean you can, but there are consequences. So that's the thing. So that's that's the weird deal. Bottom line is this, I'm flattered that people are interested. You can't not be. Yeah. Um that's, you know, that's 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 incredibly, you know, and and people are interested in in what we do. And that's great. That's that's incredibly flattering. So um I I just I just didn't want to talk about it on Friday. I wasn't planning. on like, oh, well, here's what I'll do. I'll give people who listen to the podcast something. Um, I'm just like, oh, I'm not I'm not right today. I know I'm not right today, and therefore I got to be careful. And then on top of it, you know, like I said to Dan, I said, you know, you, you know the porn the porn things, whatever. But you know, I don't know. I'm gonna stop myself right now. Jackson. gonna stop myself <laughs> right now. Yeah, but uh bottom line is um I am I'm grateful for the fact that uh KFNS uh gave me the opportunity to talk with people, um and I'm grateful that KFNS would like to uh keep us. That is of course incredibly uh kind and you know uh we certainly appreciate that. And, you know, we will see what happens. Uh, I saw one guy, I I usually just don't even get involved, and it's like, oh, because people start writing, like, what's in my best interest? Yeah. And I'm going, do you you know what I make? Do you know what I'm being offered from this place, from this place, from this place? Do you know what this other option is? Do you know? I mean, and I'm not saying that flippantly, but think about that. Mm -hmm. No one knows that. No one knows it. I don't even know what I would make from one of these situations. (laughs) (laughs) So how can someone sit there? I mean, imagine, and I'm not talking to you, Jackson, but I'm talking to somebody just in general listening. Like if I came in and said, oh, you ought to do this. and You're going, but this would pay me 50% more than I'm making right now. Well, yeah, but still, you ought to do this. What the fuck is your problem? You know? Mm Mm-hmm. And then, and then somebody said that I had my agent.
1: Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> put, 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 put that article together. I was like, my Evan. agent. I'm going, I don't even have a fucking agent. And, you, you, I mean, Dan Caesar, I think he would acknowledge this. I mean, it's the truth, has been trying to write about this for a few weeks.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I've just been straight Heisman, man. I'm yeah. not. I'm not getting involved in it. And, you know... I didn't want it out there. And I thought I thought last Monday I'm like, okay, it's over. Exhale, move on, do the show, try and figure out my short game. And that that's the, those are the tasks at hand. And uh, and then all of a sudden now it's I I have no idea how it how it came back alive. Um, but it did. And okay, so you know, got to got to deal with it and then you hold your breath going, "God, I hope everything that's written" is accurate, you know, and so I just, I do not do well with that, and then there are other people who are like, who cares, and I'm like, you don't understand, for our business, so much of the the revenue is correlated with perception, yeah, and that is different than if I were a ball player and I'm hitting 330, they can write whatever the fuck they want at that point, okay, tell them, say I suck, you know, fair enough, I'm hitting 330, we know our numbers. The numbers being revenue, that's that's the number that matters. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's it. That's the game. And I guess our downloads. We know our download numbers, and uh, and those are you know that's that's it, and that's that's the bottom line because those are tangible numbers. But this station does not subscribe to Nielsen, and even Nielsen doesn't isn't the gospel. It's a sample size of like a thousand people for a three million in person area. Um, and so you're at the mercy of this perception thing. And the moment that article came out, Jackson, I didn't even need to text you to tell me because my phone, yeah, my bet. wife was just like, Oh my God.
2: Yeah.
0: I didn't expect that. I'd, and I guess people must have like alerts from STL today because they were within yeah. minutes of that thing. Post- is that, on- does that, is that, is that the way it works? Like STL today will send out alerts?
1: I guess. Cause it was on the fan page before I even saw it on the Post I was like, how that? I mean, are people, like people scouring for this. I don't. I guess there's notifications. on. that's because
0: I mean, I I, common, a, I, mean, I, had, I heard from people I hadn't heard from in a long time. I mean, within minutes of you texting me. So yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what else. That, I don't know. I want. I want to. I want to give as much context as i can especially to the people who listen to the podcast Mm -hmm. our p1 listeners as we would say the people who really are into it um you know i mean i doing tma is of the utmost importance to me i I guess that that should be obvious but it is and for what for when i can control and what i can control um I want to do as much as I can as long as I can with this group of people that's 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 very important to me Um, I think it is important for me individually to start doing something that is my own thing which is really why I started doing the podcast that and I love doing interviews. And I can't wait for the time where we can do interviews in person again, mm-hmm. not on Zoom, in person again, because I love doing that. So that's kind of how the podcast came to fruition. And that's just looking at the math and the age of the people with whom I work. Jackson, you notwithstanding.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But let me put it this way. All right, let's say we're 20 years from now. And you're my age now. Mm-hmm. And I'm Doug Riggy's age then. Okay? Mm-hmm. So... It would only be smart for you to go, well, I mean, I guess I got to start, you know, I know I've worked with Tim for 20 years, but shit, I guess I got to start looking at, you know, what my play is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the next few years. So that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not like, I must have my own thing. I am a star. <laughs> Give me my own show. <laughs> that's not what's going on. But I, I enjoy doing, as you on, you're you on the receiving end of when I go on these two-hour soliloquies on QFTA, I'm A-OK with doing a couple of shows a day. Yeah. That's completely cool, you know? But it would be tough for me to leave TMA. Now, I mean, if, it, if, it, if it's the way things play out, it's the way things play out, but that is, I love doing the show. Mm-hmm. And if you love doing something you know, and you're paid to do it, then, you know, then it's worth it to, to, you know, see if you can keep, keep that going for as long as possible as we have and bouncing around from 590 to 1380 to 590 to 920 to 590, you know, so that's, that's a, that's a, that's a core thing. Um, I don't know what, I don't know what else to say. I want to say as much as I can yeah. And I'm just I'm just uh trying It's not give It's the definitely cool
1: that people really care. I think that's like awesome to me. Like even throughout I mean, like people care about that's why it's so much it's read so much is cuz people care.
0: Yeah. It, well, and that's the thing. And the thing is is I've I've said for years and I could line the people up who I've been saying it to. I said you don't get this mm-hmm. this thing I get it that it's on, you know, it's not, it's not in the ratings because the station doesn't subscribe to the ratings. But it is unique. It is not you. I think you. I think it's. I think it gets dismissed because it's not in the ratings, or because it's on, you know, a station that isn't in the ratings. Take your pick, whatever. Re- I'm not sure. But listen, I have, I have done things. I've done things recently, as a matter of fact, that had little audience, made money, didn't have much of an audience, so. Um, and you know, you know, when some, like my, for example, my father, uh, Timmy, I got to tell you something because I've been selling advertising in his market since the sixties. I've never seen anything like what goes on when I say, Oh, Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Tim McKernan. Oh, your son's on the show. He goes, I don't know what the hell's going <laughs> on with that show. but My God, ever, you know, and and listen, I don't, I don't know if I don't know if my dad would consider himself a huge fan of the show. I don't know if I don't even know if he listens. I know he really liked when I was on television because that was a nice little representation <laughs> of a prepackaged everything's going to be coloring inside the lines. And I'm 23 and I'm working on TV in St. Louis. That I think they were proud of. I get. I'm not sure they're proud of this. I don't know. Not saying that they're not. I'm just saying. Uh, you know, this is a little like, for example, my grandma was in her nursing home, and she was like, "Oh, I want to listen to the show." My dad told her the radio was broken, so I, <laughs> I know these things. These are things I know. <laughs> so, uh, but but so my premise is, it's not like my dad's like, "Oh, this show's the greatest." Yeah, he did, he's just kind of going the, the the following the thing has. Yeah. And so when you have that, that's what I would try to convey. I'm like, listen, this isn't like me going out and playing golf, something that's going nowhere. This thing is viable. This mm-hmm. thing is a successful business, you know. Yeah. And it's not like any of us on the show are going, Yeah, we've kinda had enough. That is <laughs> it's just not the case. Nope. It's just not the case. So, you know, that's 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 a huge thing for me. Huge thing for me. Um and making sure that the people involved in the show, you know. Are, um, are taken care of as much as I possibly can control that. That's important to me. because as I've said a thousand times, I think I even said it last on last week's podcast, the show is not about one individual. People may have their fa- people do have their favorite. People have their least favorite. You know? Mm-hmm. I think I'm probably more in the least favorite category than I am in the most favorite category. I might be a necessity, but I'm Mm -hmm. the least favorite necessity. Mm. So, you know, um, that's the deal. The show is the group. The show is the audience. The show is the host. The show is the producers. It's always been that way. Um, So, you know, anytime somebody's chasing after me, I'm like, okay, that's great. And I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. Anytime anybody's pursuing you for something, it's flattering. Yeah, But this shows success has not been about any one individual, and it never has been from the first moment in July 2004. So, I don't know. I want to I, I want I I, I I you know I wanted to give people as much as I possibly could without going yeah and here's what here's what this thing was okay now this is what this was now this is what this was and then this was what this was and now that I'm looking at doing this and this is what this would look like. I don't know. You know, and a lot can change in nine months too. Yeah, I mean, we're talking nine months. Yep. So a lot can change in nine months. I don't know. So anyway, that's the deal. Um, but uh, I know this: as I sit here on April fifth, two thousand twenty-one, whatever it is that I decide to do, assuming that it is in St. Louis, I would want uh, you, Jackson, Iggy, and Doug the people who have been a part of this thing Mm -hmm. to be a a part of whatever it is that we do. And in a, in a perfect world, I would love at some point for the cat and the plowhawk to be back Mm -hmm. because these are the people with whom I've worked and built this thing with for all of these years. And that's, it's not a, it's, you know, it's, that's just how, I don't know. I don't, that's just to me what I would like. It doesn't mean that that's what we will get. It's Mm -hmm. just that's, I know that internally that's what I would like. You know, you know and, and I'm not including other names. It's not because it's a fucking shot. That's just, I'm looking at the positions, and you fill out the roster, and you put the positions where they are. Yeah. Like Gangster Pete, he's, he doesn't want any part of it. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's distancing himself pretty well. You know,
0: the, the Plowhawk on the board, it's not a shot at Matt Rocchio. It's just the Plowhawk on the board, and I, I don't think he would take offense to that. I think no. back in the day when the Plowhawk was starting out and we were talking about Stedman, I don't think the Plowhawk had his feelings hurt. No. He understood Stedman was like some kind of wizard on that thing. Mm-hmm. So... That's just how I, that's how I view it, and that is, that is what I like. And whether that is an incredible flaw, and it might be, I don't know. I mean, to me, for me personally, I try to find a balance. You don't just go, well, no, do what you like, because then there's a cost to that. Yeah. But if you can find a balance between the cost and then also doing something that you like, then to me, that's the name of the game. You don't just go, well, this one's paying me more, so therefore I will do it that's not it. And I, and I, to me, that's the obvious thing, but you know what, here I'm talking as a guy with one kid, you know, if you're sitting there and you got four kids and yeah. another, you know, 8% on your income, arbitrarily using 8% on your income changes the game, then I get it. So it's not, that's not right for me to say. I shouldn't say that. But in my personal position, at forty-four years old, as the father of one, most likely only one. You never know, Jackson. You know, you never know. <laughs> never know. But uh, that's 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 my mindset. So you know, that's that's where it is. Uh, all right. Let me make sure I, I, I go into some questions here and also talk about our sponsors, Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert.com online at thehomeloanexpert.com. Really at this point, I mean, listen, you can always refinance, but I got to tell you this. If you're looking to buy a home and this is now becoming home buying season, although it seems like all 12 months of the year, home buying season, uh, you got to get pre-approved. You just, you have to. What's going on is absolute craziness in the uh, real estate market right now. So you got to come to the table pre-approved or else you're not going to get the place. That's just the way that it works. Thehomeloanexpert.com is where you can do that. Ryan Kelly, the best in the business. The best in the business. Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. Once you get pre-approved, make sure you go to James Carlton, Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314 961 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. James Carlton is my insurance agent. I would like to recommend James Carlton to you. He is my insurance agent. He should be your insurance agent. He is a state farm insurance agent in Webster Groves. His customer service, his staff their attention to detail, making sure you don't miss payments, making sure you don't miss an opportunity to save money. Nobody better. James Carlton, 314-961-4800. Go online at carltoninsurance.net. And Jamie Burkhart and Clayton Patterson there at Munganess. stlouisacura.com, altontoyota.com. If you're in the market for a new car, if you're in the market for a pre-owned car, go to stlouisacura.com. Go to altontoyota.com. It's where I got my car. It's sitting right uh, Actually, no, it's not. Anna Marie has it right now. But uh, I drove it down to Florida. I drove it down to Florida. And uh, Doug has a, an MDX right now, if I'm not mistaken, from yep. stlouisacura.com We love our cars. The, uh, the loyalty of uh, Munganass, stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com to the show and our audience to them couldn't be better. Uh, and there's a reason for that. They keep putting out great deals for our audience. stlouisacura.com altontoyota.com. Uh, that is the automotive dealership of the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Uh, it is Masters Week, and um, this question coming in with reg- from uh, Timmy Recaps, um, does your DraftKings wizard give you tips for free, or is it a service? If his goal is to make the most money, why would he share his tips and research with people who could potentially cut into on his winnings? Uh, we are very, very, careful on not actually... Well, he wouldn't be interested in any of my tips anyway. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure he would just totally block them out and politely nod and then go, okay, you're going to fucking lose again this week. Um, but it, it's actually, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's against the rules of DraftKings to like double up or something like that. Oh, yeah, we have yeah. a conglomerate, but I put the rosters together. The failure of the Tam Avenue Capital Partners is 100% on my shoulders, so therefore, Jackson, it is your fault. Yeah, I fucked up. And so I do not—but the moment a tournament starts, what he will do, the Mm -hmm. wizard—and the wizard's just a guy. The wizard's a guy who is now making an absurd amount of money uh, playing Daily Fantasy. But um, I do kind of feel like with Daily Fantasy, the rich get richer. Because the way to win in Daily Fantasy, I think, outside of actually studying and doing the proper research—but still, you're exposed to variants— the way to win. Jackson, do you have any idea where I'm going with this? I don't think you will, but I'll fire it out there to see the way to be most profitable.
1: Uh, just using game theory to your advantage?
0: Well, that certainly is a big—that's that, a huge part of it. Like, I, like this past week, the uh-huh. Valero Texas Open, I was like, I wonder who he's going to be on. And therefore, I'm going to try to be on him because he wins. And so now I'm starting to think like he thinks, which is good. And I was right. He was on Hideki Matsuyama. Uh-huh because there's a guy who can win but he hadn't played well recently and so people would be off of him. Yeah. And so therefore if he's only owned by 10% of the field, you have leverage on the field. That's how you have to think. But the way you actually win is assuming you are applying the proper strategy and re- in research is not by getting into the millionaire maker even maxing it out with 150 entries. It's to it's to have enough capital, which is why we have our syndicate. Um, to to enter the big tournaments. And yeah. I'm I'm not talking about the Millionaire Maker. That's the big prize. But I'm talking about the big entry tournaments.
1: Like the $120 entry tournaments.
0: We had two rosters. We had $2,000 in the Valero Texas Open this week. And more than 50% of that $2,000 was in two rosters, two $555 rosters. Woo. And so, but I mean, again, the thing about the mm-hmm. Cam Avenue Capital Partners, outside of our incredible return on investment, <laughs> Is it's, it's like eight people. Yeah. And so, and now there's a couple people who are in there for a few hundred, but the breasts are like in for like 68 bucks. Yeah. So it's just, it's just kind of just like fuck around money. And, mm-hmm. you know, so anyway, digressing, um, we, so Jim Furyk didn't make the cut on one of our rosters, but we had Tringali who was leading going into Saturday, wow. Abe Anser who was lurking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron Davis, who made the cut. God bless America. Who else? Oh, I know you wouldn't know. Why am I asking? Um, two other guys who were who were absolutely live. Matt Wallace. And and so in those tournaments, because there are so few entries, even if you don't get six out of six, you're alive. Mm-hmm. And so we got to a point on Saturday where we were 40th and winning like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. But Tringali fell off, Davis had a bad weekend, and so we wound up winning nothing with those rosters. Yeah. And that's the then so when I look at like the wizard will send me a screenshot of his results, and they're God, eighty <laughs> percent of the time he's profitable. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of how big the profit is. But he's not putting a hundred and fifty millionaire maker rosters. No. He's putting in, you know, big dollar rosters, like five hundred dollar or two hundred fifty dollar or whatever rosters. And why is that different? Because your sample size is so much different now. Now yeah. you're going up against, yeah, you're putting in more money. And I realize most people aren't going to do that. I wouldn't do that individually. But if you're part of a group, you know, that's a different situation. So, um, so yeah, even if you don't get six out of six, you're still alive. And we were we were super alive. There were all, and, and here's the thing. Of the people ahead of us, and we started the weekend at 160th, there were 600 rosters. Um, only four. Fifteen got six out of six golfers through. Mm. So it's not a case of the players necessarily being sharper. It's just people with more money, and they need a bigger sweat. So if a guy is betting $500 a game, that doesn't mean he's a better gambler. I I think that everybody understands where I'm coming from with that. They just maybe have more money, or for them to get their dopamine flowing, they need to have a bigger—I find myself doing that. Uh Uh-huh. Like, oh, I'm going to, you know, like the, the wizard was going into the week and he goes, I really think Matt Wallace is going to make a move and, and be in the mix to win this thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sweet, you know? <laughs> and yeah. so I put, so and I initially can't. I put a bunch of money. I'm like, why do I, it doesn't matter. And if I lose it, I'll be pissed. And it's mm-hmm. not like, I'm going to be able to do something different if I win it. So I'm just like, okay, I'll put 25 bucks on Matt Wallace to win it. And Matt Wallace, I think was tied for the lead going into Sunday. So yeah. The wizard was on it. Yep. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's just nuts. But I mean, I kind of know what he's doing. It's, you know, but so anyway, to answer the specific question, uh, no, he does not give me tips. I mean, not just because of what you said, which is, uh, you don't want to, yeah, you don't want to share tips and research. I, that's why I don't do it on the radio, although shit bet against me because I'm always wrong. (laughs) But, um, no, you don't want that. That's why when I I don't I don't know back in the poker boom, if poker players got pissed, that guys were writing books on how to play the game. Or if it was a level to get people to play the game a certain way knowing they were going to teach them a flawed strategy. That's what I was wondering. Mm-hmm. The whole time it's like, why would you teach people how to beat you? Your yeah. edge is the fact that they don't know how to do it. So but then I guess if you're like, well, I'm going to make guaranteed money by writing about it, so that, fuck it. You that's, know, the so that's the thing. That's so, the thing. So when I listen to these podcasts, I don't listen to podcasts anymore on Daily Fantasy, or I read the articles, I'm always wondering. I'm going, well, why are they telling us what to do? Because then that's going to increase ownership. So to me, like if I'm looking at the Masters this week, and, I, and just, in, just in general, kind of, I've, I've been looking at projected ownership, and then you got to look at a variety of different sites to try to come up with median numbers on that. I got to tell you, that is—I don't know if I would say it's the most important piece of information, but it's top three for certain, because you don't want to own a bunch of players everybody else is owning.
1: Yeah, game theory.
0: That's the and that that's that's the key. But you have to train yourself to. Mm-hmm. Like this past weekend, for example, I know it's super obscure because how many people even fucking paid attention to the Texas Open outside of maybe the fact that Jordan Spieth won, but go, okay, I know Hideki Matsuyama's been bad, but, you know, we know he's got ridiculous skill. So like Gary Woodland this past weekend was a great play, not because he played well, but because he was priced so low because he played poorly, but it's not like the man who won the U.S. Open two years ago forgot how to play the game. Yeah, You know? Mm -hmm. So that's what you got to do. So, you know, there's a whole lot to. I, I maybe I don't know, bore the shit out of people. But maybe I'll do one on uh, Thursday with the thought process behind the rosters, and then there'll be complete failures. And for the people who hate me, they can listen to it and, and laugh as I as I have failed rosters. Yeah. But there is a there is a thought process behind it, and there's actually math, specific math, into your roster construction with regards to ownership percentage. There is actually A formula—it's really not groundbreaking. You could probably find it if you want to look it up. But I don't want to share it. Like that's the thing—I don't share my picks. Mm -mm. Why? But now I'm a losing player. So this would be different if I started telling people how to play poker back when I was playing poker and I was a profitable player. Mm -hmm. But even then, you know, I—and then the last time I really played like a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot, was shit close to a decade ago because it's been shut down now for fuck, man. Black Friday'll be the anniversary of black the tenth anniversary of Black Friday is in ten days, Jackson that just hit me oh uh, the April fifteenth yeah, April fifteenth when they shut down poker stars in full tilt wow yeah wow, 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 ooh, not like that day Mm-mm. um, but you know the way you the way you win big hands in poker is not with pocket aces no it's with like six four suited in representing that you have pocket aces because then you can get people to fold thinking you have pocket aces or they're gonna go well this motherfucker's loose as hell and there's a three five and seven on the board what that do he's probably got ace king or ace queen and he's just betting away his stack i'm gonna call him because i got i'm sitting on pocket jacks fuck him and then all of a sudden you're already fucked by the time that the, the the river comes off so that's that's the way that you win that's how I got knocked out of the World Series of Poker Main event in the first uh, the first year I did. I'm sitting on a set of fours and a guy had like I think he did at 5 7. And he called me my under the gun raise. I mean, that's the game. But you like have to like I don't even I don't even know what the right word... there has to be a word for it. You ha- I I use the term untrain your brain. You have to untrain your brain. You have to unlearn. You yeah. have to you have to do things I was listening yesterday. I was out playing like at sunset, and I was listening to the end of the Texas Open because so I threw ten bucks on Charlie Hoffman nice. at plus twenty five hundred uh, after he had a shitty round on Thursday, mm-hmm. or maybe it was a, he was he, he played well on Friday seventy five one day I think like. yeah well, so I, either way I was like oh he plays so well maybe and I'll throw put ten bucks on who gives a shit and I'm like oh I'd win two fifty if he wins even though I kind of want Jordan Spieth to win because I like him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm listening to it, and, the, and the, the analyst on SiriusXM, because I was just listening on my phone,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Well, I was playing on the course by myself, the greatest fucking thing in the world, by the way. Best. Nobody around. It's, it's like best. 75 degrees, no humidity. It's just, it's fucking. I'd, I'd take that over sitting at a daisy chain. I really would. <laughs> and and the guy goes, well, I mean, I often say, sometimes in order to win a golf tournament, you have to be willing to take a shot in which you could immediately lose the golf tournament. hmm And that to me, that to me, that's actually, I I would maybe sum up entrepreneurial mindset. That is actually a way I'd be, like, you got to be willing to lose. Yep. But you could win big. Yeah. But you're never going to win big if you don't take the shot where you could lose. And then, you know, then you can just sit there and, you know, be mad at the people who did. And then, you know, create social media accounts to attack them. Yep. that, That, I guess that's how you can fulfill that void for not taking the shot. But the the analyst goes, well, Charlie Hoffman he's gonna take a shot here even though he's sitting out of the native grass and he's gonna hit you know three wood from God only knows where because he knows he has to eagle the hole but it's he like could two seventy two. Was it, what was that what it was? Yeah,
1: 272 into that wild green up there on it, eighteen.
0: Yeah. But I mean that's his only chance because yep. he knows speed's gonna the worst part. I mean, I suppose theoretically you could implode like Mickelson did and get a ten, but you know, what are the chances? Yeah. So you gotta do it. You just gotta do it. And sometimes I look back at my World Series of Poker Main event stuff and I would have the nut flush draw. And I think I even had like an ace, pair of aces, but the guy check raised me. And I'm like, okay, he's got to have something ridiculous. He might have two pair, maybe even a set. And I'm like, mathematically, I got to shove. And if I were playing online in like a $25 tournament, it, I wouldn't even, there wouldn't even be a second because yeah, I know what the right play is. And you shove because mm-hmm. you have fold equity and you might hit. You got two ways to win. You might fold. Mm-hmm. And I would go, okay, I fold. good in. <laughs> Fuck yourself. You know, yeah. bitch, bitch. Yep. bitch yeah you don't come there to fold you come there to play absolutely and i would get mad at myself about it and then i try to justify it no i was a bitch 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 yep. <laughs> so you got to take your shot and that's that's the thing so what do you got to do with the masters this week i don't know who's who's one of the top players jackson who most people won't own i don't even I'm, i'll go p- pull up the numbers right now uh. Kepka. kapka because that's, just that's come obviously 30... a unique situation with his health. I think
1: I think a lot of people are gonna push John Rom this week because he just had a child
0: yeah that's not the way I thought you win no I mean he could we that, that just because I said that doesn't mean that he will win or won't win but that's you start trying to extrapolate that kind of crap and yeah uh yeah. I was stunned by the number Iggy gave on the show today I didn't realize Rory McElroy had played that well at Augusta going back to tw- 2014.
2: Mm-hmm. Did you know that
1: no because he's never he's never won so
0: Fuck. I mean, Jordan speed's going to be owned like crazy. Yeah, he, him Jordan and Spieth fina, might be around twenty-five percent. I think. Him you and think fina, fina will be? Well, just because of his price point,
1: price point, and his long hitting ability, and how that you know, with the last couple, you know, DJ winning last year and the big hitter bias. I bet Matsuyama
0: will be super low owned. I would mm-hmm. imagine. Now oh, he's he's priced pretty low. I bet he'll be super low owned. Yeah. Uh, so that's. And I'm, I'm, I'm. This is the second time I'm talking about Hideki Matsuyama in three minutes. I'm, try- I'm just trying to look at one of the big, like, so you have Dustin Johnson, Rahm, Deschambeau, Thomas, McElroy, Shoffley, can't lay Morikawa, Spieth, Reed, Kepka. I mean, of that, I would think it'd be Kepka, but again, it's a health thing. Usually, yeah. I'm trying to point out maybe Dustin Johnson will be low because he's super high priced. He's and really he's not yeah. necessarily been playing great for Dustin Johnson. Yeah, if the only I reason mean, he's
1: it, so high priced is because he won in November, that's a that's a bad reason for him to be that. I mean,
0: he 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 finished T8 in in mid February, which wasn't long ago at the Genesis, but he 54th at the WGC Workday, didn't make it. He nearly uh, lost Adam Long in the. Uh, match play, and he finished T-48 at the players. So people might be like, oh, he's not informed. So Dustin Johnson might actually be, a, he'll still be double-digit owned, but not normally as high as he would be for a guy who's the defending champion six months ago, five months ago. So I don't know. My point is this. This is where I start arguing with myself. <laughs> and my, I get frustrated with my inability to fucking get to a point. My point is this. The way to win is to zig when everybody else is zagging. But you really have to do it. You really have to do it, and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's you know. And, and it, here's the deal: you really want to be profitable in daily fantasy. Play the 50-50 games if you yeah. really want to do it. Mm-hmm. But that's now. When I get guys together and then we put in a few thousand dollars worth of rosters, a guy who puts in sixty-eight bucks isn't going. Oh, I hope I can get my one thirty-six this week. Yeah. that's not the mindset. No. It's a lottery ticket thing, and yeah. they don't want to mess with building the rosters and doing the research. They just want the sweat. That's all it is. When I would play in the World Series of Poker, where it actually was a better investment than this shit, um, people would buy up, buy up action on that, mm-hmm. you know, so because they just want the sweat. That's the deal. So... Anyway, with regards to Timmy Recap's specific question on the DraftKings Wizard, of whom there are hundreds, but I am talking with one specific one. Uh, no, he does not. But immediately after the tournament start, he sends me over the ownership percentages, I guess for the Millionaire Makers of the highest prize tur- tournament that week on DraftKings, and then I will ask him, who did you go with? And uh, let's see what I got here. Just because I, I, I did this on Thursday morning, as is always the case. Uh, let's see. Anything stand out to you? What direction did you go? I loved Connors, but had to go with a complete fade with a projected ownership, and I'm glad I did. My core is Hideki, Scotty, Garnett, and Seifert. All right, all of those guys had shitty weekends. Mm -hmm. So, it's not like the DraftKings Wizard is always on, you know? But all you gotta do is, like, hit once a year. That's, (laughs) yeah, it's
1: (laughs) the thing. It's a a total, like, you hit it once, and it's like, all right, doesn't matter what you did for the last 20 weeks. If you hit once, it's all...
0: I know. I mean, Positive. we have one big weekend, and we're profitable, even though we lose every fucking time, not every time, but for real, nine out of ten times. But that's
1: why no one wants to jump ship, because you're going to hit that. Well, that's
0: the thing. that I know, and that's the thing for the people involved. I mean, I think people enjoy it. And we did, I can't remember which one it was here, within the last month, we did have, like, on the final day, we were really in the mix. I'm going, holy shit, this could actually happen. This is, But you know what the reality is, Jackson? Even though Doug says you're guessing, you're really kind it's not it's not guessing it's just so much variance yeah it's so crazy you could be like none of my guys even did something and i just dropped 10 spots what the hell happened well somebody else did something and uh-huh. they moved ahead it's just it's you know yeah or a guy who was had nothing to play for three-putted on 18 cuz he just wanted to get the fuck out of there and it it impacted something i mean it's just nuts it's really not yeah my my counsel to people, if and not that anybody's listening to this, going, oh, this sounds great, I need to get in. <laughs> but my counsel to people is this: it, don't do. It's just like sports betting or yeah. poker or whatever the fuck else. Don't play any amount that you would be uncomfortable to lose because you are most likely going to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. I mean, that's the deal. So we do it just. To, I mean, but I got to tell you something. It does. Bo- when we have a weekend like this weekend where we had like damn near like literally nothing came back. Mm-hmm. It bothers, it really does bother me, you know? Mm-hmm. Even though in reality, I know that it's, it truly is. It's like if I went up to Seven Eleven, 11 bought $100 worth of lottery tickets, and I got nothing back, I wouldn't be like, well, fuck this. Yeah. But that's what I'm doing. It's the same damn thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, well, let me go to another question here. What I got? Um, have you considered, oh, wow. I've never even seen this person post on the fan page. With an astute question, I'm curious if you recognize this. Uh, Have you considered using the Clubhouse app as a way to broadcast either TMA, the TMM podcast, or any other potential future uh, pod—excuse me, I'm having a stroke—podcast? It seems like an interesting platform to interact with the audience while broadcasting. Jackson, are you familiar with Clubhouse? Yeah,
1: it's like—they call it live podcasting. So it's basically internet radio. Um where you just go on live. People can interact with you. They essentially text in while you're doing it. Yeah,
0: I was wondering how people interact.
1: Yeah, I think it pops, like you do it through their platform and then I believe listeners who are listening to it pops up to whatever the person, I've never explored the app, but it pops up to the person who's running off of their platform and you can read the interactions from there. And then I'm pretty sure it, archives and saves what you what you know you're recording so it's uh it's essentially like that radio It's all it is
0: so a, a gentleman um who uh we've talked about doing business together going back about three years now and he is um he's done very well for himself um he's basically retired and just invest now and he's like three years younger than me i think i've talked about him a little bit never given his name or anything like that and we kind of go back and forth on a variety of different things. Well, he's certainly giving more than uh, he is receiving in this thing because he actually is hip to this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why he's retired in his 30s. Um, and he told me back in January about the Clubhouse app. And I go, yeah, the golf the golf thing? He goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why am I even bothering with this guy? Is what he had to be thinking right then. Because I do have an app on my phone called Clubhouse, but I think it's like a golf app of some kind. Yeah. And so I actually – Darren Ravel's was always doing shit on there. And I would listen. I would go into it. I think Joe Buck, he was on it, I know. I don't know if he did stuff on there. Uh-huh. I still have it on my phone, but I, I haven't listened to it in a while. It's not a bad idea. Maybe I'll try it just for the fu- – maybe that's where I'll do my daily fantasy thing.
1: That's
0: not bad. Because in- that way it's like really sp- – like you got to want it. Yeah. Like if somebody goes, oh, there's another QFTA this week. Oh, shit, Tim's breaking down his <laughs> <laughs> master's yeah. picks Yeah. that will all be bad. Uh, that would be, so, uh, I'm familiar with it. It's not a bad idea. Ken, Ken, welcome to, uh, the page or thank you for posting. Mm-hmm. Rarely do we have names on the fan page posting that I don't usually see posting. Mm. So I like seeing that. I think people are intimidated if they're not regular posters to post.
1: Well, yeah, because they'll get shithoused by the <laughs> weirdos who stay on there
0: 24-7. I'd never seen this guy, and I'm like, Oh. Do we have a Do we have a new person in there? I don't know, but but his questions a great one. That that clubhouse app is uh, is something I, I like. I'll sometimes I'll just be like getting ready, brushing my teeth, shaving my head. What the fuck I'm doing? Not uh, a whole lot to it. It's not if if you want to look this hot, you it's not too hard to like, do. It's like Christian Bale in American Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> and I have it on, and I'm just like, oh, this is a bunch of motherfuckers just talking over each other. Yeah, you know, that's what I what thought. That mm-hmm. That's why I was wondering how you actually communicate um let me talk about uh jim Jim rogers was down here Mm -hmm. and i played golf with him and he and i played i'm so bad right now it's not it's i'm not that far off it's just so fucking tough down here it's so (laughs) tough. (laughs) i mean water in every hole 25 mile an hour gusts we have back-to-back par fives and they're dead into the south wind and the wind's blowing out of the south most of the time and they play like 650 yard and the number one Jesus. handicap holds a par five how often do you have that yeah that's rare it's brutal i mean i'm like oh my god I just played out of my mind oh my god i shot a fucking 40 on the front what in the world it's just a grind mm-hmm. so anyway jim rogers was down here and he goes Boy, I think I let my game rub off on you. I'm like, no, I didn't even play that bad, man. <laughs> this, is how, this is how bad it's been for me. Uh, but Jim Rogers with Restoration One of CentralStLouis.com, and now he has American Environmental. 314-664-2800. When you think of air quality, you likely think of outdoor pollution. Most people aren't aware that the quality of air in your home has a much greater effect on you than outdoor pollutants. On average, a person spends 12 hours a day in their home, and with the pandemic— that number has increased significantly. The air in your home could have mold, dust, pet dander, elevated levels of radon, or even carbon monoxide levels that are invisible and odorless. Air goes in our lungs and air goes out our lungs. Ah, yes, air. The significance of good air quality is more important than you think it is when it comes to overall health. Call American Environmental if you have any questions pertaining to the air you're breathing in your home. 314-664-2800. Expertise in indoor air quality testing for over 25 years. 314 664 2800 And Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Everybody needs a good financial advisor. I recommend Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. He's online at evergreenstl.com or you can call him at 314-889-0503. That's 314-889-0503. The ability to text, email, call somebody who you know knows your situation financially and get guidance is so invaluable it's so invaluable i just want to take myself at 23 years old i remember meeting with somebody at 23 years old and just kind of gonna eh, whatever i didn't didn't understand didn't care to even try to understand and how irresponsible that was and it went on for like 15 years too so i mean it was just really bad and i don't know maybe it, and listen if i would have had maybe somebody like mark who's proactive and you know You just feel comfortable talking to. Maybe maybe things would have been different. I don't know. But I messed up, and it's my responsibility, and I'm pissed at myself for it. So make sure you're doing business with a good person. 314-889-0503. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Evergreenstl.com. That's Mark Hanna with Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And... Finally, Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling, the official HVAC provider of both the Ryan Kelly Morning After and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Right now, Seth has a great deal, designairservice.com, where you can get a $17 a month maintenance program with Design Air Heating and Cooling. That way you know you're never going to get hit over the head with some monster, monster charge because something broke down. They are ahead of it. They're maintaining it for you. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling. Anybody who's done business with them, at this point now, it, it just—it's you almost expect it. just raves about the customer service. What Seth does, you would think everybody would do it, but he goes out of his way with the customer service, and it is second to none, the quality of the customer service, too. Even if Seth weren't advertising, I'd be a designer guy. Design air heating and cooling. Designairservice.com, the official HVAC provider of the Tim McKernan show, Ryan Kelly morning after. Uh, let's see. um DraftKings Cal with an email. I haven't read through it. He sent it after the radio program at 10.33 today, Jackson. Two-part question for TMM. I gather that is me. An action Jackson Virgin Pringle Sauce Boss. I began listening to the program right after around the time you did, Jackson. January 2014. How would you explain the show, your role, to a complete stranger? My explanation is typically it's this dumb AM radio show from St. Louis that's a sports show but really not at all. Just a bunch of stupid inside jokes you wouldn't get it. I got no problem with that. Yeah, it's pretty I accurate. think that actually kind of sums it up nicely at yeah. DraftKings Cal. Um, and then over under on the amount of time it takes Jackson to take a plowsy pivot on us, lose all sense of innocence, and get as banty <laughs> as a little rooster. <laughs> I put it at 18 months and I'm taking the under. As always, love the show. You fit in just right, Pringle. Appreciate your commentary. And I feel you know how to articulate how some of us youngs feel about various topics, issues. Cheers. That's from DraftKings Cal. Uh, the floor is yours, Action Jackson. Well, I appreciate
1: it. First and foremost, Cal, that's a very kind words from you. Uh, I've always enjoyed your calls and I hope you call in again soon. Um, and you kind of nailed it on the head with how you described the show. If I had to describe my role to somebody, I would just say, I take care of the business end of the show, making sure we get sponsors, uh, all the sponsors and got a libra- lot of libraries jack yeah we got a lot of those and we got to make sure we get them all done and we're happy to do it because we have such wonderful sponsors and i upload the podcast uh they'll blame boots for that if it doesn't go up fast enough but that is uh that's my territory and uh, i get the show just ready for the day it's not rocket science i find some goofy links from the uk and cut some audio usually a mike francesa or some sort of sexual deviant talking about something, uh, or the Cardinals and blues head coach and slash manager talking. And, uh, that's about it. I enjoy the show just like everyone else who listens to it. And sometimes I toss in a comment there. Someone calls me virgin and I have to respond to it. And that's just about it. Uh, the show is a, a variety show, really. It's a bunch of guys talking about whatever it's a stream of consciousness. It's all it really is.
0: Um, yeah it's a good way to describe kind it of just,
1: it's just kind of whatever comes up gets talked about uh, if sports if that if sports is one of them then god bless that's what we'll talk about uh and then for the plowsy pivot i don't know see because i don't know i know i've met darren atkins but i've never like worked with him or understood him from a day-to-day basis i don't care what people say about me on the text inbox like i i can't quantify how little i care about someone who doesn't know me, what they think about me. And then for the most part, all the texts are joking, uh, part of the show. And I get that because anytime you speak into a microphone or on the text line or on the phone lines, you are opening up yourself to be just both verbally, sexually harassed by the listenership, which is awesome. That's part of the greatness that is this stream of consciousness variety show. I don't see myself making a pivot where I just get banty about stuff. I'm not too banty about anything really. So... I don't know. I don't have the takes. I don't have the takes like Plowsy. I mean, he's got some takes.
0: I don't have the it, takes. in As me. as you were answering this, I just opened up Twitter. Oh yeah, just the too. T- <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like motherfucking some guy who had a UCLA take. Yeah, exactly. See, I, I can't where did this even come from? UCLA was the independent AAU team that came in with no sponsors, no matching shoes, no film crew, following them around. Played in the uh, Ox Gym, their first game, and made it. Still made it, with it all the way to the final four. They lost the battle, but won everyone's respect. Amazing season, fellas, and that take <laughs> <laughs> led to the Plowhawk. Writing ah yeah the team located in L.A. with a roster full of four star recruits and the most titles in college basketball history just your everyday Cinderella story Jesus people it's one of the most recognizable brands in college athletic get a clue it isn't IUPUI here the plow
1: that's what I couldn't I just couldn't muster up that kind of fire <laughs> Nor, not to mention I don't know where do you find that person who tweeted it's not like they have a,
0: blue, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a check hey, who is this guy Bean <laughs> <laughs> Bean tweeted this out Bean doesn't know twenty followers and as, as you know a man's worth yep. is only quantified by his twitter followers yeah. but bean i don't know who he is uh but the plowhawk found him and uh maybe he's a guy i should know i don't know yeah. uh but either way the plowhawk the plowhawk doesn't for the only person I see who I know who follows him is Earl Austin jr yeah plowhawk I uh, had to give him
1: yeah to, to give him a <laughs> taste of his own medicine yeah I don't see I don't follow those kind of people no I don't tweet because I see no upside to tweeting because I don't go uh, to
0: fuck. Suck. With, I hate to hear that. 23 you are already as jaded <laughs> as I am
1: I don't see an upside because I don't care about likes and retweets that doesn't help me or make me feel good about myself so I the only thing that can come out of twitter is you get ratioed that's the only real thing that happens if you tweet or just no one sees it and that's more likely the case so i don't really tweet i might throw a retweet or a like out there but i don't really tweet so you're not going to see me give takes about that the only thing i'm really passionate about sports wise is missouri tiger basketball and i think people know what my thoughts are on that i'm not really going to get banty about that so there's nothing really i i i have a lot of just muster up some takes for um i guess movie takes but i don't ever get mad about that so yeah i don't know i'm not i don't plan on having a pivot soon i just love to love
0: (laughs) i just love (laughs) to love is what the man said yep I i don't i don't see you uh having a uh, what was it, how was it, a plowsy pivot is what he called it, and lose all sense of innocence and get as banty as a little rooster. I don't see that coming, but I guess I couldn't have seen it coming with the plowhawk either, so mm, yeah. just because I can't see it coming uh, doesn't mean that I don't think it, it, it will come. Um, yeah, I, th- I think a lot of the plowhawk situation is, I think I think I could help explain it to the audience but it would require going inside the room, so yeah, to speak. I hear you. Um, so I, I, I understand it. And it had nothing to do with, like, he just all of a sudden decided he was going to be a takesmith. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's like, I'm tired of this and this and this, and then I come to work and I'm already not in a good place about this and this and this, and now the audience is jumping my ass because I said, you know, to trade Tarasenko and then the Blues won the cup. You know, yeah. which is why I said today when what did Doug say? Oh, Doug asked me, uh, "Do I think the Blues are going to um, miss go to the, the playoffs?" playoffs. Yeah. And my answer is, "Yes, I do." <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's another benefit to the podcast. But I'm thinking to myself. I don't want them to miss the playoffs. No. And then if they do make the playoffs and do really well, then I'll have like dipshit A, B, and C, mm-hmm. you know, emailing me about I had no faith in the team. And I, listen. I don't fucking know. I mean, I don't know. And I know you don't know either. And I'm not talking about you, Jax. I'm talking about anybody listening. Nobody fucking knows. Yeah. I don't know. Based on what I've seen here over the last few weeks, they don't look like a team that's going to make the playoffs. But it, when when I was going to games in November and December of 2019 or 2018, there's no way in the world I thought they were going to win the Stanley Cup. So I'm sure I said some dumb shit too, you know? Yeah. But f- who, who at the time was going, no, 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 I think this team's about to win the Cup. Yeah. yeah. So it's one of those things. If, you, if you're in, in media or if you post on social media, the, the, the upside of giving a prediction before you know the result, therefore it wouldn't be a prediction, is nil. So it's just one of those things. It kind of takes the fun away from it because I'd love to, like, while I'm watching a game, watch it with people and then give an opinion. But it's like, oh, then it's going to lead to, like, then the game ends and what I thought in the moment changed. And then it's like, look how fucking dumb that was. Wow, what do you have to say about that now? Well, it's like, well, they, they, I was wrong. That's what I have to say. And now I'm going to go off and fuck off and do something else. That's not really a big thing. Mm-hmm. But then when, you're, when you're, then when that energy is entered into your life, you go, why, 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 even mess with it? Because again, what am I getting out of it? I don't know. I have friends. I have family. I don't need strangers on the internet to give me validation. Nope. So I don't engage in it. Yep. Now, if somebody goes, hey, you know, if you get this, this much interaction on social media, you're going to make, you know, another 20% on what you make right now, I'd fuck off on Twitter all day long. It'd be worth it to me. But right now, the only thing I can do is lose money by tweeting. I can lose money because I'll lose my job because I'll say something that's completely harmless, but some asshole whose income or self-worth is dictated by whether or not they get people taken out is going to take me out Or I'll make a prediction about the blues in Vegas Golden Knights tonight and be wrong and have some asshole, the dog avatar, hold me accountable about it. And I'm not interested in either thing. So fuck off. I'm not doing it. (laughs) So I'll just occasionally tweet stupid shit out just when the mood strikes me. And it'll be as local TV news as possible. It'll be as color inside the lines as possible. But my God, when I first was on Twitter... I was like, tw- I mean, I, I I saw it, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I would tweet out, like, what I was doing. Like, it was like a place to have a conversation with friends. Yeah. And I was doing, you know, I was doing radio at the time, but it was a totally different thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now it's like, I mean, I'm t- who was I? I talked about the guy. He's like a professor at New York University. He was on real time with Bill Maher, and he got all banty. Um, I really wish we'd play it, but it could lead to a political discussion. I'm not looking for that on T M A at the moment. But um and he got all fired up and Bill Maher and uh God, what's the guy's name? He used to host he was on the Daily Show, I think. Larry uh, do you know no no Oh no, Larry, no. yeah. Larry ah, Connors? Of, no, not Larry Connors. <laughs> Larry Connors. No, I worked with Larry Connors. Yeah. Uh I don't recall. Either way. Either way they were but Maher and him were looking I'm like, whoa, where this guy this guy came He came loaded for bear, but he was right. He's like, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, they don't want you to feel good about yourself. They are designed to make you feel intense insecurity. They're designed to make you have the fear of missing out. It's not there to make you feel good. These food companies are not trying to get you to buy their products to get healthy. They want you to be unhealthy because there's more money in you getting addicted to the food or telling you that if you do this now you'll get fit and feel better. that's the game. They're not presenting solutions for happiness. They're actually presenting the problems. And I'm like, these right on fucking target. And I see these like thirst traps on Instagram, and I'm going, this. Sh- Listen, like, if let me tell you something there's a lot of focus on how unattractive I am and how attractive Anna Marie is. Mm. And I couldn't agree with everybody more on it. For real, I'm not comfortable with it. I don't, listen, I would much rather be better looking. I really, (laughs) really would. (laughs) But I mean, you know, whatever. This is the hand I was dealt. I can't do anything about it. I'd love to grow taller. I'd love to grow my hair back it'd be wonderful, but it isn't happening. The ship has sailed. I've been married to her for a decade. We have a child. It's just kind of the way things are, okay? I get it, but let me tell you something, Jackson. If all of a sudden she was on Instagram posing for pictures of her like in her car like, you know, doing the duck lip thing. Oh, yeah. Or like, I'm just taking a picture of her and she's like in her bikini. I go, oh, fuck. (laughs) What the hell happened here? Yeah. Like, she could be the hottest woman in the world. But if that shit's going on, I'm out. Mm -hmm. I'm out. And and, and it's because why? Why? Why is that like that for me? Because I'm like, oh, shit, she's insecure as fuck. And now I know I'm going to have to be dealing with a bunch of terrible shit. And I don't want any part of it. You hottest woman in the world. Who's the hottest woman in the world? I don't know. I'm high on Esperanza Gomez right now. I know nobody knows who I'm talking about, but that's where I am. I'm really high on her. I like that La Serena 69. Mm. And let's say I'm with La Serena 69, and I thought we had a wonderful relationship. And all of a sudden, La Serena 69 is posting pictures of selfies all the time to get likes from random guys in Saudi Arabia. That's not that's I'm like, oh, that we got problems in our relationship. This isn't what I'm looking for. But that's what's going on. I feel terrible. I feel I I feel terrible, Jackson, Mm -hmm. for your peers, Mm. because I feel like that's what you have going on right now. And it's going to compound into insecurity after insecurity after insecurity and give and listen, we got all kinds of shit in my in my peers in our 40s, but we didn't have that shit. Oh yeah, and I'm so grateful we didn't have that. I I look at my son, really. I'm going, what the fuck's he going to be dealing with like in ten years, Mm, much less twenty? I think. I part of me is like, somehow something's going to happen where this shit's going to go away, or it will become quote unquote uncool. But I, it also could just completely get worse. I don't know. But I mean, it's all. Tell tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, you're 23. I love being able to get inside the mind of somebody in their early 20s on this and maybe you just see it differently and i'm completely wrong but it's all about validation oh yeah it's all i'm talking and i'm talking about like the attractive male or the attractive female posting like or like the guy like who really hasn't done much you know just because yeah you know and like all of a sudden starts pontificating on how to live life and all of a sudden that guy becomes like you know a fucking pied piper Uh, i'm going you did well in business it doesn't make you, you know yeah i've done okay in business i don't that doesn't mean i know anything i mean what the fuck do i know you know so i'm not gonna tell people how to live their lives and start screaming at them about it the fuck do i know i don't know i got all kinds of shit going on watching porn all the time you know, I can't hit a putt from five feet, I, you know.
2: Yeah, no.
0: I, I'm not going to tell people how to live their lives. So so when I look at this, I'm going, yes, yeah, she is incredibly attractive, but my God, she has to be incredibly insecure.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: maybe that's not the case because it's so common that I see it for what I'm seeing, it. but I'm seeing it through the eyes of a 44-year-old that if, like, 20 years ago that was going on, I'd be like, oh, she's a... You know what I'm saying? That maybe this is so common that it isn't insecure. It's just what everybody does. Tell me. Tell me if I'm wrong. School me.
1: Yeah, there's definitely an element to, I think, validation would be more so. And, But there, I mean, it, you're right. It is so commonplace that I, it, I'm desensitized to it because I've seen it for years. I'm definitely part of a very insecure generation. But I think, and I can't really speak to this confidently, but I think, people are just more open about their insecurities now. Whereas maybe years ago they kept it bottled up more. I can't be sure because I've only been on this earth for 23 years, but I will say that I'll notice a lot of validation. That seems forced. Like if a a female were to post a picture of herself, um, you'll see a lot of comments encouraging and, uh, being very, uh, word would be complimentary. But it almost seems like they're doing it so that come when time for their post, they get the same reaction.
0: So that's like a currency. I'll like your post if you like my post.
1: Yeah, I see that wow. I see that a lot. I see that a lot i've I haven't posted on Instagram in a long time just because like I don't know people know what I look like. I don't really I don't I don't need I don't you know I don't take a lot of pictures with things that are interesting.
0: All I do is I post. I really should just have my, like, a private account for, like, the, you know, whatever, friends and family, like, close friends uh-huh. and family. Cause I'm just, sa- I'm, it's really just like a place to save stuff.
1: Yeah. It's, it's you like, know?
0: it's an online photo book. You that's know? What that exactly right. Yeah. And that's all I'm doing now on these things.
1: Yeah. I see no, like, I don't know. I take pictures with my nieces and it's like, oh, I love this picture, but I don't, I don't, does it, does like my buddy who I was, like, roommates with in Florida, need to see it like does he yeah if anything with
0: like, like the weird shit that gets written about my wife you know yeah like, i don't you know i mean i really I, should i don't know i just
1: i just don't ever see you know uh, i don't know i for social media for me it's just like i've been so turned off by i'd like to see the breakdown of on twitter the percentage of real accounts and percentage of burners yeah, be,
0: that would be intriguing. Yeah, it'd be
1: hard. it probably impossible. Like, if somebody's going to gonna really around.
0: like critique something, very rarely, is it coming like a real harsh criticism is coming from some form of an anonymous account, whether yep. it be a fake Facebook account, fake Twitter account, fake Instagram account. I mean, it's and then and that's cowardice. So you're mm-hmm. intending to try to hurt somebody, but you're doing it from a fake account. I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I, I listen. I want. I, I really was hoping, in a way, that you could point out how I'm off on this. And I'm not saying that I. And just because you couldn't means I'm right. Uh-huh. I just see it, and I go, "This is, you know, I all, I think from a bigger picture perspective, a more important perspective. You can't tell me that discourse. I, I, I can only speak to the United States. I don't know about around the world. I would imagine around the world, but I'm sure there are plenty of places where Twitter and Instagram aren't even on the you know map, so to speak. Um. But uh, the discourse has improved because of social media. Hmm, it's, It absolutely hasn't. It, it, it's not it, it, people go into their bubbles, and then people who speak something that seems just outlandish because it's from outside their bubble, then they get attacked. So all it is is reaffirmation on what you think inside of the bubble with whom you associate, and then you attack people who don't think that way. So it is awful. It is awful. And I'm in awe, I've said this now for a couple of years, Jackson, well before you were part of the show, that how is it that the people who say the thing that may be cancelable here in 2021 are held to a standard where they get canceled, but then the people who are like 10 times as vile in the comments, Mm -hmm. they're not canceled. Oh, like no. what? why So like, if you have like a you know income or following that you get canceled, but the other people don't, and I guess that's why they create the burner account so they can take them out. There's yep. outrage on Twitter. There's backlash on Twitter. How is that? How is that? No, I know no one can explain that because it's just absolutely false. It's a it's a double standard. It's bullshit. Yeah. But that's where it is. So, I I I look at it and it's just it's a it's it's an insecurity like and I read like these vapid like like my statement thing like oh hope you're you know I'm like. You know, just like some kind of like politically correct, like jerk me off, give me like statement. I'm just like, oh, I feel badly. I truly feel badly. But then I, here's, here's, and I mean, by that, I mean, I feel badly because people need that. Yeah. That's what I feel badly about. But here is the other side of it I feel even worse because people feel like they can't really say what they're thinking for fear of being taken out. Yep. That to me actually has bigger impact. Now, insecurity, insecurity, the byproduct of insecurity, take your pick of whatever thing you would want to use that is a negative. I think that's where insecurity comes from. You can start with religion and start filtering on down. But as far as what it's like when people don't feel like they can say what they're really thinking for repercussions, you're like, well, I think I'm a good person, but I don't understand this. Oh, my God. Look at this fucking guy. You know, and then all of a sudden they're taken out. That's. That, to me, is when people are afraid to be honest because they're worried they'll be punished. And I think that's where we are. I think that's where we are. Yeah. Fucked up. All right. I've gone on and on and on, and I think my wife has returned with our son, and therefore it's time for me to uh, to shut it down. I told her uh, 1230, uh, and it's 1255. How long do we go, Jackson? Uh, about an hour and 40 minutes. How about that? God, I could have I gone like three more hours. Easily. I got something wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really I mean it's I wonder what that's about. Oh there's another one. What do you think's going on there? Hey, here James. There's Jameson. Can you say hi? Oh, he won't say hi. <laughs>
1: he was he was present on Ravi's podcast. He was He was. He was he giving was, answers uh, was left active.
0: and right. Talking Tommy Tommy Fleet Fleet. Takes. Yeah takes. Yeah, he's a takesmith. <laughs> he's <laughs> a burgeoning takesmith. All right, we will uh shut it down. Um Thank you to Ryan Kelly, TheHomeLoanExpert.com. Thank you to James Carlton, Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, CarltonInsurance.net. Thank you to Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, EvergreenSTL.com. Thank you to Seth Goldcamp, Design Air Heating and Cooling, DesignAirService.com. Thank you to Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson at Munganess, and AltonToyota.com. and Jim Rogers now with American Environmental and Restoration One of CentralStLouis.com. For Action Jackson, Virgin Pringle Sauce Boss, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Questions from the Audience for April 5th, 2021 on the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios on the Inside STL Podcast Network.
3: To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it,